Hey there, and welcome to the Lucky Brain Podcast. I'm Marty Yang. In this series, we talk about the struggle and success of people's journeys going from ordinary to extraordinary. Let's get into it. Check, 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 one, two. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. All right, we're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Darren Rios, motherfucking Rios. Yeah, of Your Club Sucks, the clothing brand. You've worked with Johnny Depp, Chance the Rapper, and Usher by shooting them photography. Yep. So, just to kind of give the listeners a little bio of who you are, what you've done, I want to take it back to when you started because you're a creative dude you are a very very creative dude yes sir look what i just did i just put my gum in my cap <laughs> that's creativity at its there it is i mean i don't want to be sound overzealous but yes creativity at its finest there you go but i want to talk about your beginnings about growing up in florida and how you found your creativity mm. so if you'd care to share with uh yeah i grew up in orlando florida <clears throat> And um, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, not to sound dark or, or depressive or anything, but um, I was I was abandoned as a child a lot. So my dad was a truck driver and it wasn't like intentional abandonment where it was like, oh, left me at a doorstep. But it was, my dad worked uh, Monday through Sunday pretty much. Um, sometimes he'd have like a day or two off. And so I'd only see my dad um, you know every now and then and then my mom was an alcoholic at the time so she would you know leave me crying in my crib or leave me alone in my room and then she'd wow. be drinking on the porch or whatever but she wasn't like a drunk she just was uh i don't know she just liked to drink so she wasn't um chronic i guess drunk if that's a thing but anyway so i had a lot of time by myself at an early age so my mom i i came up with this imaginary friend named nickel and uh and i used to always like talk to him my mom would say hmm. um and i was always drawing so so because i was left alone a lot as a child i had no other choice but to be in my imagination so sometimes i would even like crawl into like a, a laundry basket close my eyes and like hold on to the basket yeah. and act like i was literally like flying through the clouds and shit like <laughs> that and, like i would like oh, lean cool. and like sometimes i'd put it put myself up on the, onto the couch um it's funny because now that i'm talking about it, it's like coming back to me super yeah. fresh i get on the couch get in the basket because the pillows were kind of like unstable so it felt like i was on, on a cloud and i would do this stuff at like i don't know four or five years old that's crazy man so anyway like i would even do it because like aladdin was like you know when aladdin came out or whatever mm -hmm. i would get onto like my blankets or my my mattress or my carpets and like hold on to the edges of it and a just whole new world. yeah dude just thinking like <laughs> feeling like i was like flying around the world um so i would do that a lot not realizing as a child that was my means of escape and like um sanity yeah so um yeah so that's kind of where it started for me you know now that i now that i've been thinking about it but um yeah but then you said you were mentioning last time that you had become a little bit older and you started to get interested in photography yeah so and, and yeah then people were 
you would tell people this and they wouldn't be supportive of mm -hmm. your idea. And I think that's yeah. a really important point to point out because absolutely, some at some point in people's lives, they've experienced that too, where they've had some type of goal where they wanted to complete and then they would share with people and then yeah. people would just shit on their dreams, on yeah. their goals. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Um, so, so that was like the basis of my creativity, I think where it spawned, but um, as I got older, when I was about 18, I wanted to, I was like 17, 16, 17, I wanted to be a graphic designer. So I, I kind of started dabbling with um, Corel Draw and stuff like that, and like making little business cards for my, this church that I went to. I was like, hey guys, look, this is what I did. Like, if you can use it, you can have it, blah, 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 blah. So um, my, my cousin was like, dude, you should use Photoshop. So I started using Photoshop and then I was like, I'm gonna make a t-shirt line. So I started designing t-shirts and like saved a few hundred dollars and then I remember people used to always tell me, um, dude, you're, you're pretty good at taking pictures. Every time I would take pictures with their little cameras and stuff, they'd be mm -hmm. like, dude, this is really good. So I was like, I wonder if I could ever get into photography. So then I stumbled on this photographer's website and I was just like, holy cow, that's what I wanna do. And it just clicked. So I had like $700 saved for my t-shirt line, went and bought a camera, didn't know what the hell I was doing, just bought this Olympus E500, and uh, which Olympus is an amazing brand, but um, yeah, I just I just started taking pictures like bushes and trees and fucking yeah, you know mulch and shit on the ground and as artistic as I could, and I would show up uh, at this church that I was going to at the time, and you know I was pretty involved there, so uh, people people knew me, so so some of my friends and like leaders or whatever they would just be like, yo, are you like a photographer now? I'm like. Mm. Um, well, I mean, I, I, no, I just bought a camera. Yeah. I was so afraid to be like, yes, I'm a photographer now. Yeah. Cause I had nothing to show for it, you know? Right. So like when you're first starting something, you just kind of feel like, eh. and me being, I guess the person that I am, anytime somebody doesn't reinforce something in me, I just take that so like bad. Right. Like, well, yeah, maybe I do suck because they didn't say I was good. Right. So I suck, you know, uh -huh. versus like now I'm like, no, I'm fucking good. You know, yeah. like I'm going to start this and I know I'm probably going to suck at first, but I'm going to get good. Right. Uh, so in the beginning, when I picked up the camera, people were just like, oh, like, what are you a photographer now? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, no, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, that doubt oh, about yourself because people were questioning you big time because you didn't have anything to show for it. Mm -hmm. You weren't confident about saying that this is what I do. But I think that's so important because now one of the things that you created was trust your dopeness to saying where mm -hmm. people were like stealing oh, yeah, yeah. your shit and posting it all over. And I think that's a really important saying is trust your dopeness is to have self-confidence in yourself, but that doesn't come by just sitting on the couch yeah. and complaining about shit. It doesn't yeah. come by not taking action and putting yourself out there to be embarrassed mm -hmm. or uh, exposed or things like that. You have to actually go through that stuff in order to build up some resistance and yeah. experience in order to feel that way. Yeah, it's important because Ah uh, man, as as sucky as it is going through those states of like not feeling good enough, uh, feeling like like what the fuck am I doing? Who do I think I am? Blah blah blah. Like we all have these stories in our in in our subconscious that we tell ourselves, like who we are. You are this person. You don't deviate from this path. 
you know, wherever that story came from, your parents or your best friends or sure. whoever your influence was at, at an early age. So, so anytime you try a new thing, there's always going to be resistance, resistance from you and resistance um, un, unconsciously from other people. So you have to know, like, I don't need, like, I don't need to listen to this these lies that i'm telling myself like i can literally be whoever the fuck i want to be right um and so pushing past that is a really hard thing so i've pushed past it a few times and and i started recognizing when i started doing fashion design i I like literally thought all fashion designers know how to sew so i was like cool i saw this fashion designer was like i want to do that so i literally told my girlfriend i'm gonna go buy a sewing machine bought a sewing machine came watched shit ton of youtube videos unfortunately there wasn't a lot of youtube videos on how to make t-shirts and like stuff like that so i i figured it out um and so i i know how to make shirts like this like how to sew this and do all that kind of stuff uh just from like a walmart sewing machine and then i found out oh that guy doesn't know how to sew my influence doesn't know how to sew he's just a guy with money so i was like oh fuck well now i've acquired the skill so anyways i made a a, a another fashion line i didn't mention to you called pirates and hooligans before uh the one that i have now uh your club sucks and so i I was making all this stuff and then i i kind of put it out on the social media and then i started seeing it in forever 21 h&m ripping my designs verbatim and i'm like holy fuck like what no you know and i'm like okay i'm doing something right because they say like the biggest show of flattery is is what is it imitation imitation something like that something like that so i was like fuck okay i'm doing something right so that all ties into the whole trust your dopeness thing because i I remember feeling highly discouraged and i was i had an office downtown that i shared with some buddies of mine and uh and i remember writing on on that sticky note trust your dopeness just trust what you're doing is dope just you don't need anybody's permission so i wrote it felt super insecure about it because my handwriting was all off all that kind of stuff and I was like, I'm going to post it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to post it. That's corny. Like, this sounds super corny. Like, look at my handwriting. Boom. Anyways, posted it anyway, because <laughs> if I didn't post it, like, what the fuck's the point of writing it? So I was like, yeah, I'm going to trust my dopeness here. And I did it. Anyway, my girlfriend was like, you should make t-shirts out of that. You know, five months go by. I was like, hey, I finally made a shirt. And she's like, oh, awesome. Look at the hashtag. And like 44,000 people reposted it. There Crazy. were people in Africa, in the UK, all over the world. Uh, probably like three or four different countries making brands from my handwriting. Hashtag trust your dopeness. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, dude, these people are wearing my handwriting on t-shirts. And then Alicia Keys reposted it and like World Star Hip Hop reposted it and like little Bow Wow and stuff like that. All these little, you know, big and little celebrities, whatever, were like posting my shit. And I was like, okay. And I almost didn't post that because I was afraid of like, your handwriting my handwriting yeah and it became a thing you that's know? So, so wild yeah so i trademarked it whatever and like i made a little it hit real hard in the in the fitness world so i kind of made like some fitness stuff for it and whatever and it's, yeah so that's how that happened that's awesome dude all right cool thanks for sharing that and mm-hmm. i have these questions down a little bit because you had mentioned something like hey you should probably prepare some questions in order to do these interviews i'm like you know what that sounds about right and so i took some advice from (laughs) the don himself darren and and wrote these down but um you were talking last time of an episode that we 
that I'm not going to post, but about how you go in and out of depressive states. And this mm -hmm. is something that I experience as well. And I'm sure that's, this is something oh, yeah. that everybody experiences as well. It's just like you're not happy all the time. So when you're not happy, you can kind of slide down into maybe self-pity and feelings of like not worthy enough. Oh, and yeah. these are very like depressive states. So like how has that experience either hindered or helped? Because mm. I feel that, and this is something I was having a conversation yesterday at dinner. It's like, yeah. this is all part of the journey, man. Because when I'm in the depressive <laughs> states, I like come up with ideas that I would not have come up with if I was in a very happy state. Yeah. There's certain emotions and there's certain feelings that you can dive real deep into oh, and, yeah. and explore in these saddened states yeah. that help you to get back into the happy state. So it's like this ebb and flow of life. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to learn you have to learn to to be present in whatever mood you're in. Because a lot of the times when we're in a depressive state, we think like we're thinking about the future and not just our future, but we're looking at everybody else and their future and, and then their present, you know, their present, social media, whatever. It's like, and then we start finding, you know, finding ourselves, comparing ourselves to other people. Um, but what I'm starting to learn is that like, this shit comes and goes. You have ups and you have downs. Everybody does. It's just a fact of life. So the only way that that I learned to like manage my downs and I had a really bad down recently through like the holidays or whatever but I just sit and be quiet and think like what the hell is going on you know one what what's triggering this two um everything's gonna be okay I have to remind myself you're gonna be fine dude just like ride this shit out tomorrow's another day might suck too but then there's going to be another day after that and it's going to get better you know yeah. um and just learning to appreciate all of it you know and, and almost look at yourself from an outsider's perspective um but what i think it does is like once you understand um that it's just a part of life for everybody it, it really helps you get through it um yeah. i don't i don't find myself being creative like if anything it's the complete opposite like i feel like I feel like dying, you know, it's like horrible. You're like, fuck, like everything I do sucks, blah, blah, blah. Like, woe is me, like, fuck my life. You know what I yeah. mean? But then it's like, <laughs> one thing I loved about my mom is that she had a really hard life. And she went from like being sexually abused at a very early age to all kinds of crazy shit growing up to being addicted to drugs, to cutting all that shit out, to becoming just an alcoholic right which is still bad but it's a long way from where she was um but even in her worst states like she was abused when she and my dad split she was abused brutally by the guy that she was with after my dad and every time i would talk to my mom she was like this happened that happened this happened but you know what life is good life is good life is great so i think um and she was genuinely like happy you know even though she was like fucked up yeah so i think seeing that has helped me deal with my dark moments too yeah um and my dad i'll never forget it he was like i forgot how i talked about suicide one time with him when i was younger he's like that's for cowards he's like if like you that you can't just end your life and that's his opinion you know whatever but um that that just rings through my head i'm like 
he's like you'll be fine just yeah. push through it yeah like you don't need to tap out yeah. so anyway i've experienced a lot in my life and, and a lot of people who are going through way worse shit than i am or have ever been through and they still keep pushing i'm like well why can't i yeah you know so i just kind of remind myself um and then when i come out and i'm in a better state i feel so much better like i feel like they say every level there's a new boss you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah man like when i'm in that depressive state that's a new boss and i'm gonna Mm -hmm. come out on top on a new level and it's gonna come again but while I'm here, while I'm happy, while I've got this motivation, like I'm going to fucking tackle shit. Yeah. And that all goes back into no wasting time, living in the moment, being happy now because the depression and the sadness and whatever is always going to come. Mm-hmm. So you might as well enjoy the happiness while you have it. Sure. And when, the, when that shit hits again, just be ready for it. You know, yeah. just know that this is a part of life. I'll be all right. Yeah. And I think it's so important too that you not only... <clears throat> For me personally, I find that I grow the most when I'm in these types of sad states um, because it's difficult to do. And one of the ways that I get out is, um, for one, it's, man, it's exercising. Oh, yeah, this totally. Is, this is a big one because it actually affects the chemicals that are in your brain in order to help you feel better so if oh, i'm dude. feeling like shit dude like i mean you know this it's mm-hmm. like hit the gym yeah. get those 10 minutes 30 minutes you don't even have to go crazy just get your heart rate going yeah so if you're listening to this and you feel like shit one of the ways to get out of feeling like shit is just like immediately go like go to the gym and you 100%. immediately feel like better get it's a crazy. nice like good good sweat a good workout in mm-hmm. and you automatically feel better dude for sure but on top of that like on top of the gym yeah like seeking out to do difficult things and Mm -hmm. challenging yourself and finding ways that you actually suck in like i recently had an interview and i thought i was gonna nail this shit i was reading the job description i was like this is all the stuff that i do anyway yeah yeah and then i went in the job interview and the interviewer was giving me hypothetical examples of how to use a certain product uh-oh. for a specific um a, for a specific reason or or how to get how would this company a company use this product and dude i was just like so flabbergasted by how much i didn't understand about the product and uh, <laughs> it wasn't a good thing man yeah, yeah. i felt very embarrassed and yeah, i oh, felt like sure. shit and i drove home and i was like fuck <laughs> in my car fuck <laughs> fuck and i was just so pissed yeah and but through that, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me just take a chill pill. I came back to my apartment and I just fucking crashed out on my bed for like two, three minutes and just was like, just take a minute. Oh, yeah, let me just take a minute. And yeah. and then I, and then I was like, all right, let me find out about this product. So I downloaded the app and sit, went through the flow and everything. And then the next day, I typed in a typed in a thank you email and said yeah. hey this is an idea i have that you know how i could use the product how we could use the product in order yeah, to yeah. um you know make this thing work um so i think it's doing taking some action that is going to help you to become stronger yeah by getting out of that depressive state dude a hundred percent man and in that i've i've screamed like that in my car numerous times yeah and <laughs> and fucking that you know what that is that is life telling you here comes the pressure 
to make you better. Mm. Yeah. And we don't like that shit because our yeah. brain is like, no, stay comfortable. Don't push yourself. And like, no, be comfortable. Yeah. It's like survival, like, uh, I forget what part of your brain they call it, but amygdala. That, yeah. That is telling you, no, 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 comfortability. But life is like, no progression yeah like you're not a piece of coal you know right. you're a diamond i'm gonna get that shit out of you yeah and you're like, fuck fuck <laughs> and really you're not yelling at yourself or you're you're yelling at fucking just life yeah you know what i mean we all go through that shit so a little bit of pressure never hurt anybody yeah no absolutely right i think uh, a little bit of pressure is kind of the way that i've been approaching life in order to help grow because man yeah. there's so, people are going through like massive massive struggle oh, man for it's sure like, dude fuck i mean i want to grow but how much do i really want to grow you know like, mm -hmm. I'm, i don't want to get through those fucking to be in those positions where i'm like in some type of health situation where i have to fucking do this or that you know yeah I just like drake said something very important he said he's been very lucky to not to have a very like extremely challenging situation to where he was able to grow and grow and grow without having to be like fucking completely annihilated by yeah. some type of health issue yeah yeah some something. people are lucky dude some people are lucky and i've been very blessed as well to be yeah. one of those people man i mean yeah like the my podcast is lucky brain you know so yeah and in um one thing i love that tony robbins says is like um the key to happiness is progress yeah you know even if it's something as simple as making your bed in the morning you know yeah. start like that and and uh yeah you might be frustrated and like oh, who the fuck likes doing chores but once you do them you know how good you feel afterwards yeah because you're getting shit done yeah dude you're getting shit done dude I, jordan peterson talks about this um as well he just uh, has a book uh 12 rules for for life or something in the sort but he says like stand up straight like carry yourself like you are progressing whether it's making your bed and who else says this as well i think there's there's a lot of uh, probably there's probably actually science behind yeah. making your fucking bed how that improves your oh, day dude. yeah oh for sure and improves your life <laughs> by, by making little. your bed little by little it's yeah. it's everything in the macro you know like in the micro uh, reflects in the macro you know what i mean like the small things that you do yeah. is a reflection of the big picture yeah and if you can't do those small things like what it, you're just sewing in your head i can never do the big things yeah you know what i mean so it's yeah, like if i, I can't do. even do something as little as clean the dishes what the fuck makes you think you can i can manage a fucking multi-million dollar company yeah you know what i mean like i know exactly what you mean and then once you're you're managing that multi-million dollar company it's like well, I, I don't have to do dishes anymore. I did them. Now I have somebody do them for me. You know, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe I still do them. I don't know. But like, it's it's the story you're telling yourself. You know what I mean? Let your actions portray that story, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, totally. And if you start out by doing the small little tasks and getting used to completing those, like whether it's like washing your dishes or cleaning your room or something along those lines because that's exactly what i was doing when i was about like 16 years old yeah and for whatever reason like i didn't i knew that i didn't want like i felt like i didn't want to clean my room mm -hmm. or make my bed or do the dishes or take out the trash but for whatever reason i was drawn to that and i knew it because every time i did that yeah afterwards i would feel good yeah but completing those small little tasks gets you in the mode for completing bigger and bigger tasks so i don't know if you're watching this right now and you're 18 and you're coming into the mm -hmm. world as now a technically an adult 
it's a very important to start doing these small little tasks yeah. in order to get you to the bigger tasks because yeah. i feel like today's generation and even our generation mm-hmm. is completely fucking weak compared to like our parents oh, generation yeah, for sure. and their parents sure. generation for going sure. through wars and shit like that is some real tough life to be living mm-hmm. and yeah the discipline the discipline in generations is different yeah you know and 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 it's uh it becomes habit so like at first it sucks and then the second time it sucks but then eventually it's like i just do it this is just what i do and we're creatures of habit so the more good habits you can form in your life the better your life is going to be because then you're just on autopilot doing these these constructive habits that are shaping your life into the person that you actually want to become you know but if you don't if you don't ever shape those habits, then you'll never shape your life. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, so quite, and quite the contrary, too, is if you are fucking up all the time, you're drinking too much, yeah. you're smoking too much, you're eating too much, you're not doing the dishes, all of that is habitual as well. So yeah. if we're creatures of habit, you fall into that rut. Yeah. And they say that success nor failure is an immediate event. This is from a book called uh-huh. The Slide Edge Theory by Jeff Olson, I think mm. is the author. But small little incremental decisions either made in the right or wrong direction that's gonna lead you there. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, boom, I, yeah. I'm, I'm successful, fuck yeah. Or oh, boom, I failed. Um, yeah. But it's all these little not doing choices. The dishes, choices, mm-hmm. habits, things mm-hmm. that we cultivate in our lives in order to accumulate yeah this and, yeah where we are today it's not easy it's not easy at all but it's possible that's the thing so we can't ever think that it's going to be easy we just have yeah. to know that it's going to be possible yeah it's not supposed to be easy either no. i think the and because of the difficulty that is the challenges that we need in order to become stronger mm-hmm. like you're not going to get stronger without stressing your body your mind no because if you're sitting on the couch playing video games that is like very easy stuff mm-hmm. very easy stuff or sitting on the couch and watching tv it doesn't require much of brain power mm-hmm. it doesn't require much physical activity as opposed to going to the gym as opposed to yeah. reading a book as opposed to learning a new software yeah. say for example photoshop mm-hmm increasing your skills so do something difficult yeah um in order to increase your life but just closing on this yeah 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 um because we're about to close finally you got i wanted to mention this because man you've done some really really cool things and trust your dopeness is one of them so yeah when you were working with johnny depp yeah and you needed to trust your dopeness <laughs> and you were doubting yourself yeah. going to the gig yeah yeah tell me a little bit about that in the next couple minutes so um yeah i got the call so in 2012 i just got this urge to write on my facebook uh i'm gonna work with johnny depp soon i don't know when or how but watch and i was in my 100 square foot apartment like <laughs> about to lose my apartment because i had no money and a buddy of mine had to pay my rent and um I just felt this urge, so I did it. And then, you know, three years later, I ended up working with these people. And then three years later, um, they hit me up. Hey, man, are you free? I did the job. Uh, or they're like, we got a job. So I was like, who is it? They're like, you're going to be shooting with Johnny Depp for four days. Art department needs you to shoot. That's wild. This. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I knew it. I knew it. That is fucking wild. I knew it. I don't have an agent. I don't have anybody repping me. I'm not a union photographer. I'm just little old me. 
who did a job for the right people at the right time years prior and then they hit me up so i was super excited the day of i start driving to set and i'm like you're not good enough who do you think you are this is too high caliber for you you're just gonna botch it and it's gonna be humiliating for you like what if this happens what if that happens what if this happens and i remember driving and i was like fuck maybe i should just i think i'm gonna go home i, don't, I can't do this and i was like nope shut the fuck up whether you fail or not go do yeah. it and i was like because there is a chance that you could succeed so i was like fuck it i'm gonna take that that chance yeah and i almost turned around dude i almost did and i was so terrified anyways i got there johnny was super late whatever he jumps out of the car when he does get on set and i'm the first person he sees and he's in full prosthetics and he's like what's up i was like what's up you ready and he's like are you ready <laughs> fuck yeah let's get this you know and he's smoking his <laughs> yeah. cigarette he like stomps it out and gives me a high five he's like let's do this yeah. nicest guy i've ever met and uh so anyways when my time came to shoot him the sun had already gone down and i didn't have my lighting i was like oh fuck here it goes I, like here i failed i fucking failed whatever at least i got to hang out with johnny depp so uh i start as he as they're like all right stills we need you to take photos so i was like all right cool so i walked up i was, I was like all right johnny we're gonna do this he's like all right what, what do you need what do you need i was like it doesn't matter because we don't have any light like i'm thinking <laughs> and sure enough <laughs> a fucking light like the ones you have here just comes out of nowhere on and as i put my camera up that light turned on and i look and the director of photography is like where do you want me boss and i was like are you fucking kidding me where did that come from i didn't even know that was on set and then his assistant came around with a bounce board tell me where you want me boss and i was like yo i even like these guys when i got on set i was like man they're douchebags yeah they saved my life and i was like boy was i wrong about these people so anyway um and i shot it and whatever and went that fucking those images went all around the world yeah you know but i almost didn't yeah do it the reason why i wanted you to share that story is because i think it's important because so many of us we don't want to do these things because we're scared we might fail or whatever yeah. but just trusting your dopeness and trusting in your ability to you know get whatever you need to get out of yeah. life is super important oh, yeah. and being able to take that risk and doing it there's going to be opportunity that pops up and in your case it was these lights the bounce board but you put yourself in a position yeah in order to make those chances happen in your favor so i wanted the listeners to hear this because if you're thinking about doing something that you want to do yeah. and you're having doubts trust your dopeness absolutely and see where it goes because if you fail you'll learn and you'll become stronger and if you succeed well there you go yep bada bing bada boom Money's, darren let's close it. man thank you so much appreciate it yeah dude